I think that the world operates largely in cycles. The weather operates in a cycle. Financial markets operate in a cycle. Calendar, we follow the calendar cycle. In the same way, I think human sentiment, both in real life and even more on social media, operates in cycles. I think that the shift is going to start again. Like the shift in cycle is going to start again in one year from now. Let's say by New Year's of next year, we're going to be saying, yeah, like those people who were telling you that you need to meditate for three hours a day and take a bubble bath every night, they were crazy. And just because you don't do those things doesn't make you a workaholic psychopath. I cannot be the only one who thinks that self-care has gotten a little bit out of control on the internet. Like if you look at the trend in social media that we went through, like the cycle that we went through over the past five to eight years, just think about this. Hustle culture caught on. This is when like Gary Vee started to catch attention. Fitness influencers started to become a thing. But then that pushed a little bit too far. So we got into this like extremist, like more toxic hustle culture. So then it rebounded and basically the the narrative of like self-care started to be a thing on social media where people were talking about taking bubble baths and meditating for three hours in the morning, et cetera. But then that also started veering towards the extreme of laziness. Like hustle culture was good because it came at a time when people were lazy. We were primarily using social media for entertainment and not not to make money or not to start businesses and share ideas and connect with interesting people. It was just entertainment. Hustle culture is the thing that first created this whole generation of internet entrepreneurs that did not exist before. But then that also got too far. It went hyperbolic and it turned into this narrative where if you aren't waking up at 5 a.m. to do an ice bath and two hours of HIIT training followed by an hour-long meditation and then working a 16-hour day, you were a failure as a human being. Don't ask me how the math adds up. So it got a bit ridiculous. But because it went too far in that extreme of like toxic hustle culture, the natural reaction is that people started to push back in the other direction. If you watched what happened, the change in the narrative, voices on the internet started to build up followings by sharing, and rightfully so, they started sharing inspiration about how life isn't just about work. Basically the the opposite narrative, that you can spend time on your self-care and slow down and enjoy life a little bit and still be, quote, successful. Like, especially for... For girls, this content caught along. This is where the whole soft girl era content emerged. And that got popular because at any point, like the best way, the most efficient way to get attention on the internet is to go apart from the crowd, to say something different, to be like the devil's advocate. But I also think that the self-care narrative has caught on enough that the crowd, so to speak, is the self-care stuff. And as with any cycle, and this is my theory, I think that we, we permeate between two extremes. So we go in one direction in a positive way, but then we eventually go too far and then we end up needing to adjust backwards in the other direction. So we went too far into hustle culture and needed to adjust back into self-care. But now in the exact same way, I think that the self-care stuff is getting to be too much. The devil's advocate role catches on, but the devil's advocate role then also can go in the opposite direction too far. And then the cycle repeats again. I think that the world operates largely in cycles. The weather operates in a cycle. Financial markets operate in a cycle. Calendar, we follow the calendar cycle. In the same way, I think human sentiment, both in real life and even more on social media, operates in cycles. We should have stayed, we should have stopped at the ultimate level, like at the sweet spot where we work hard enough to produce real results and continue progressing while still leaving a little bit of space to pepper in the self-care when you need it. But I emphasize like when we need it. Because now I think it's too much and that a lot of the 
raw, raw self-care stuff has gone too far and is not actually sustainable like at the current levels. So I'm calling it now. I think that the shift is going to start again. Like the shift in cycle is going to start again in one year from now. Let's say by New Year's of next year, we're going to be saying, yeah, like those people who were telling you that you need to meditate for three hours a day and take a bubble bath every night, they were crazy. And just because you don't do those things, doesn't make you a workaholic psychopath. Like I understand that people use things like meditation in moderate quantities as a tool to be more effective in their work. But for some people, like it can also just be a distraction from doing the real work. If you're someone who hasn't done enough of the real work, like if you haven't gone to burnout level of working like hell and like putting your life and soul into a project or into something that you're trying to build, if you haven't gotten to that point yet, I don't think that you're entitled to lean back on self-care and spend eight hours on a Saturday doing your skincare because of the argument of like people work too much, like you deserve to rest also. If you haven't proven yourself, I don't think that you can fall back on the self-care to that point just yet. And the self-care should still represent like a very, very small portion of what you spend your time on, especially if you're young and you're in the point of your career where you're you're still proving yourself and trying to build something. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with self-care. If self-care is your thing, that's fine. But Let's not pretend that it's the key to success. Nobody ever achieved greatness by having a balanced life. I'm sorry to say, but like the people who are amazing at whatever it is that they do, in order to achieve that level of excellence, you have to go through, and they did have to go through some periods of their life where they were obsessed with the thing, where there was no balance. You have to put in the 10,000 plus hours. That is how you achieve proficiency in something. All of the people who we think of as successful you maybe now hear them say in a podcast that self-care is important and that you should make time for rest and exercise and get enough sleep and that money isn't everything. But the problem is that a regular person who hasn't achieved anything yet is going to hear a billionaire say those things and then assume that they also have the space to prioritize rest to that level and still be able to achieve being a millionaire, being a billionaire. But we're getting the order wrong. The people who got to that stage of success first have to go through the extremist period of working too much and now they dialed back into rest. But you cannot get to that level by prioritizing rest above work. Being the best in the world at X, at fill in the blank, inevitably is going to require hard work and periods where you have to deprioritize self-care for the sake of the mission. So the logic is faulty because we're, we're neglecting the order of what happened. The billionaire on the podcast saying this is saying this after 20 years of having put in the work and dedicating every living ounce of their selves to their work. And then only after that, they reflect and say, well, actually my life wasn't very balanced. So now I want to rest more. And now they have the luxury to do that because they already made a billion dollars, but nobody got there by living a hyper-balanced, perfectly curated self-care life on the way up. They got there by figuring out what their one thing is, what the thing is that they are good at and being obsessed with it and putting their life into it until they really achieved excellence at that thing. It's the 10,000 hour rule. Like Bill Gates built one of the most successful technology companies of our time and he's self-taught in coding, but it's because he spent his university days sneaking into the college computer lab and coding like in the late hours of the night instead of sleeping, which sounds obsessive, but he put in the time and he got amazing at the thing. Like that's, that's the recipe. You can't get around that. He spent so much time with computers that he understood them at a level that enabled him to go on to build Microsoft. The same way Alex Hormozy worked, what, like 16 hours a day and slept on the floor of his gym at the beginning of his career in entrepreneurship. And yes, maybe it gave him an understanding of how people function and how people think about working out, which made him like really good at gym sales. But even more than that, 
it just made him known for having this generally strong work ethic. And that work ethic became his entire brand, which he now creates content around and makes probably a million plus a year because of it. So my point is like, there's something inconsistent in how when it comes to people around us on our level, we condemn people who work too much. We say, oh, you're a workaholic. You don't have a life. Like you need to rest more. But at the same time, the exact people who we look up to in business or in sports, in any field, the people who we admire were the exact same level of workaholism or worse, but that's what it took to get good at their craft and we celebrate them for it. So you can't say that self-care is the ultimate priority in life, but then also look up to people who completely deprioritize and sacrifice their self-care for the sake of building something great, for the sake of fulfilling the mission. I agree that self-care is important to some level in small quantities, but you need to know You need to know what you're optimizing for. Like if you're optimizing for balance or optimizing for achievement, those are two very different things. And the people who are optimizing for those two things will exhibit very different behavior. If you're optimizing for wellness, balance is going to get you there. Go for it. Take your fucking bubble bath. But if you're optimizing for achievement, you're not going to get there with a hyperbalanced lifestyle as much as it sucks. Like you have to be a little bit obsessive. If you spend your entire weekend resting and socializing, you're not going to achieve anything beyond whatever you do from Monday to Friday. Obviously, you might even lose momentum. And both are fine, but you need to know what you're optimizing for at this stage of your life. Because we go through different periods of life and the period you're in right now may call for something different than the previous one. Like There are times in your life for rest and to be gentle on yourself, but usually those come after the periods of hard work. And by the same token, there are times in your life when you just need to be harder on yourself and that is okay. And I actually think that the periods of work should outweigh the periods of rest, at least for myself. Like when I look back on my life, I want to have spent more time doing things than not doing things. And don't get me wrong. Like you can probably find podcast episodes from two months ago when I was talking about the things I was doing for self-care. I also got looped up in the trend too, and I acknowledge it. So like, I strongly encourage anyone to call me out on my own hypocrisy, but My point is that I've I've changed my mind. And I think it's a good thing that I changed my mind when I realized that I'm doing things because it's what everyone else is doing and not because it's what I want to be doing. And I realized that my craving right now is just to work. And will that change again in 12 months or 24 months? Maybe, I don't know. But one thing I know about myself is that I tend to be extreme. Like I'm all or nothing with most things. So I find that I achieve the most during the periods of my life when I go all in on something. And then once I've accomplished the thing, I can dial it back and compensate with a period of recovery for a short period of time, but then I go all in again. And that cycle for me is more effective than trying to be 100% balanced all the time and never moving. I'd rather like grind and work and then dial it back a little bit and then keep grinding again versus trying to balance what are my priorities and being conflicted between rest and work 24-7 and trying to be balanced all the time for me is not going to move the needle. It's more of the like cycle between work and rest, but with the period of work outweighing the period of rest. It's the same concept as like bulking and cutting in the gym being more effective because you know what your goal is. You're clear on your goal versus trying to build muscle and lose weight at the same time always and ending up, you know, working out for 10 years and your body never changes. What I think makes this even easier too is 
finding work that you actually love. Like I fucking love my job and I also love my side project being this podcast. So the result is that I don't mind spending 90% of my time working on those two things. I don't care if some days or weeks or even months, my focus is on working on those two things and it gets in the way of sometimes sleep or food or social life. Like that is okay with me. And I've, I've thought about it and I've reflected and at least I'm conscious of the fact that sometimes I work too much, but I'm okay with it because I love those two things. Like I'm obsessed with those two things and they give me energy and they keep me interested. So they're all I think about. Like the podcast is what I think about when I wake up and fall asleep at night. When I'm working on work, like in my job, there's nothing else that I wanna be thinking about in that moment and it keeps me stimulated. So it's okay for me to work a little bit more than what other people would consider, quote, normal. Like the moment I knew that doing this podcast was the right thing was when I realized that It's genuinely the first thing that I think about when I wake up in the morning. I cannot stop thinking about things that I want to do with the podcast, things, topic ideas or ideas around the branding or potential partnerships. Like if it's, if you're having a thought about something as you're brushing your teeth in the morning, first thing, there's a reason that it's in your mind so much. And it's because that is what you're meant to be doing. Like I physically, you realize that with the things that you love, you physically cannot stop the ideas. Even when I'm resting, quote unquote resting, like I get restless and I want to get back to working on it. I want to write something or I want to record something or I want to play around with the graphics. Like that is the definition of of obsession. That's what being in love with something is. It's work, but it also feels like play to me. And that's how I know that it's what I'm meant to be doing. I don't want to be doing anything else. I've tried lying on the beach and doing nothing. I hate it. After 20 minutes, my mind is like, okay, gotta get up, gotta go. Like what's next? And it's funny because you might if I was a different person and I looked at my own social media, I would see this girl who's like prancing around the streets of Europe every day. Looks like she's doing nothing, but behind the scenes, like I'm never not doing something. My laptop comes with me everywhere. Like I'm an emotional support animal because there's always some work to do, like whether it's for my job in consulting or the podcast. And I don't mind it. Like both of those things are flexible enough. And I'm really lucky that my work is flexible to remote work and the podcast also I can do from wherever. So most of the time, like what I spend my time doing, and I've realized that this is the lifestyle that I love, is just spending my time going around a random city from one cafe to the next and seeing cool things in between, but really just moving from one work location to the other. I think you can design a life where you, even your work feels like play and you don't need a vacation to escape from work because you love the work that you do. Like that for me, I think is closer to happiness than trying to achieve, you know, retirement at age 30 and spending the rest of my life doing nothing. That wouldn't make me happy. Like if you find work that you love, you will not want to stop. And that is the work that is worth dedicating your life to. And I don't think that it's toxic to be spending 90% of your time working on something if you love what you're building and if you're dedicated to the mission of what you're building. I think that the self-care thing has gotten a little bit out of control and I'm trying to question and watch myself and how I kind of fell into the trap of thinking that that self-care was everything and that it was bad to work too much just because everyone on the internet and their mother said that you should be meditating for three hours a day. And that's one of the things that I'm trying to build, especially like going into next year. I know we all reflect a lot about what our habits are and who we are and what we want to keep doing and what we want to do differently next year. And I think one of the main like foundational skills that I'm trying to build is first principles thinking, like getting back to first principles thinking where I choose who I am and what I want to do and how I want to do things and how I want to spend my life because I think that it is the right way or the right thing for me and not because I heard it from somebody else or because that is what everyone around you is is saying. Like I just want to think at everything and assess things from a place of first principles and 
one of the things I've realized is that I don't think that hustle culture is toxic. And I think that if you find work that you love, it is worth dedicating your life to it. 